So this story is going to take place over the course of a couple episodes because there's just too much involved for it all to fit into one as far as intros go. So I'm going to start with how I met this person because it affected me, like seriously affected me. So I was at a vegan festival, like a local vegan festival, just chilling, just chilling. And backstory, the night before this, I challenged my friends to do the Century Club Challenge, which is 100 shots of beer in 100 minutes. Now, yes, it's beer, but that's a lot of beer. And that's a very consistent rate to be drinking beer. To actually succeed and be inducted into the Century Club, you're not allowed to pee, you're not allowed to throw up, and you're not allowed to pass out. Friends, I peed like three times, and I definitely threw up. And I blacked out. I didn't pass out, but I blacked out. And it was very bad. It was very bad. I think I blacked out around like 65. It was pretty bad. It was a shit show from there. But I did make all 100 shots, and I didn't miss any. So I'm pretty proud of that. Even if I did have to pee and I did throw up, I still did it. Because I'm a lightweight, I'm kind of small, it hit me like a brick. So the next day, when you get that smashed off of beer, you are all sorts of hungover in all the most nasty ways possible. I was super bloated and I was so hungover, but I wasn't about to miss this festival, right? I was still looking forward to it. So I go, I'm like walking around, eating some food, just not in the game at all. I sat in a corner trying to eat a cinnamon roll for 40 minutes. A single fucking cinnamon roll. Couldn't fucking do it. So I throw like half of it away, like the half I couldn't eat away. And it's time to tap out. So I'm walking out. I hand a bag that I didn't use to the table. I'm like, here you go. I feel like I'm doing a good deed because I didn't use it. I'm recycling it basically. Like, go me. And as I turn to walk out, this man who had been staring at me for a little while, kind of making me like, is he staring at me? You know that feeling when you don't know if somebody's actually staring at you, but you feel like they're staring at you, but you don't want to overreact, so you just like ignore it. I had that situation. So this man, and he's like kind of older, like 40 looking, walks up to me and looks at me. Straightest fucking face, I kid you not. Most serious face you can picture. I'm so fucking mad at you. You guys, I stopped in my fucking tracks. Okay, I'm hungover. I'm not in a great mood. I feel like crap. I'm not mentally there. I'm like, what? Why why is he fucking mad at me? And I stand there, just like fucking confusion written on my face. And he's like, I saw what you did. I'm like, what what, what did I do? (laughs) I'm not even worried at this point because I just don't give a fuck about anything that's going on right now because I'm so miserable. He's like, you threw a fucking cinnamon roll away. I saw you. Okay. So now I'm like, um, well, I am at a vegan festival. Maybe he's mad about the food waste. But also, who the fuck gets mad about half of a cinnamon roll getting thrown away? Is he serious right now? He looked fucking serious. 
I'm just like, get over it. (laughs) I turn around and I walk out the door. In my head, I started generating all these things that I should have said. All these bratty fucking things that I could have responded with. Like, why don't you just go dig in the trash to get it? That looks like something you would do. (laughs) Can you imagine? Oh my god. I could have said so many fucking things to this guy. And all I said was, get over it. And it started just playing in my head. Why did this bother me so much? Why did this affect me so much? It was his fucking aura. He came at me with like the most dominating presence of like extreme, just serious intensity and made me feel so challenged i felt so challenged and it just sparked this little light inside me and i couldn't get it out of my head and i'm walking to my car and literally all i can think about is was this guy seriously mad at me was he seriously mad i couldn't figure it out it bothered me all day i proceeded to go over to this guy i was fucking at the time's house And that's all I could think about. He was literally eating my pussy. And all I could think about was, was this guy serious or not? And it bothered me. I texted like all of my friends being like, do you think this this person was serious when he said that? And I couldn't get it out of my head. Now, that was not our only interaction. Mind you, I didn't get his name. I couldn't even really remember what he looked like. I didn't know who this person was. Just random stranger I bumped into at a fucking vegan festival. And he stuck in my brain like a leech. Story to be continued next week. Episode 4 of Sugar Pussy. Be here. There have been a number of times when I've had somebody ask me, hey, does this situation sound sketchy? Or, hey, does this sound normal to you? About a sugar daddy and about a money situation. So I really want to talk about how to avoid scams, and I also want to talk about some basic safety as far as sugar dating goes. Because when you're meeting people online and when you're doing things in such a non-emotional way, Things can get kind of dangerous for your bank account, for your financial situation, for your like identity, and also your like physical safety. So these things are really important to keep in mind and to know as you get into this because half of being successful at being a sugar baby is finding the right people and finding legit scenarios. It can be really hard to find people who are not just trying to scam you, who are actually looking for a real arrangement. So let's talk about it. How to avoid scams. Scams usually come in the form of sugar daddies promising a virtual arrangement. These are arrangements where they say, I just need somebody to talk to. Be there for me. Uh, We'll just talk. I just need somebody to listen and to feel like they care. Sometimes that includes uh, sexting or that kind of thing. Sometimes it doesn't. A lot of times it doesn't because 
it's easier to find somebody who you can offer money to and then just say, all I need is somebody to talk to or somebody to send me selfies, somebody to listen to my problems, and I will give you this weekly or monthly, etc. Those are the easiest forms for anybody out there to scam you, period. I'm not saying that these types of arrangements totally do not exist, but they are very rare. And anytime that you are offered something like that, anytime that these come up, I am always very, very skeptical instantly. And the only way you can ever really find out if it's legit or not is to see how they're offering to send you the allowance. So typically they scam you by promising an allowance, but being like, hey, I need to know that this is real. Let's establish some trust here. Just send me 20 bucks. When they're offering you $500 a week, when they're offering you thousands of dollars a month, $20 doesn't sound like a lot. $20? Hey, if this is legit, that's a pretty good deal. And honestly, it might sound like it's really obvious that it's not going to be legit, but when you're actually talking to somebody and they're really nice and they seem like they're really trustworthy, these people are really good at manipulating you. These people know how to sound nice and sound trustworthy. They know what they're doing. $20? That's not very much to them or to you. But when they do this over and over again to people falling for it, it adds up. So it makes it something that happens actually quite frequently. I've had this happen to a number of people. And it can be anywhere from $10 to $100. You never know. Um, Some people will think, well, hey, if they're going to send me $1,000, like $100, that's not very much. I can risk that. It's worth it to me on the chance that this is legit. But it's not. Because the chances of it being legit are very, very slim. And a trust fee, it's not worth that risk. Nobody out there who is only looking for somebody to talk to virtually needs a trust fee. I also have to warn you that some of the cash apps out there, PayPal, Venmo, sometimes you can see a transaction going through, but it will say pending, and it won't actually have gone through because the money doesn't exist. So if somebody says, hey, I sent you this money, just send me a little bit back so I know this is real, and the transaction hasn't gone through, but it's pending, and you send it too quickly, you just lost money and you're never going to get the original transaction that they promised. So that is also one way that these people will do it. Another one that I have heard is a promise of allowance, and then when they try to send it, they, they claim that there is a security fee or something isn't going through properly, and the actual cash app is asking for a fee. And then they ask you to pay it, or they say that you have to pay it in order to have the transaction with that person. And that is also super sketchy. I've never heard of something like that. When there's a fee, it's like $3, right? And anytime I've heard of this scam happening, it's a lot more. They ask for a lot more than that. And it's the cash, it's the app asking for it, not the person. So the bottom line is never send money, ever. You're the one receiving this thing not them. You never send anything. You never give out any personal information. You never do anything that feels like you're giving in those scenarios. So to recap, typically these are for virtual arrangements. You're not going to see them. So obviously there's no way for cash to pass hands. Like you can't be handed cash. So that's why these are the most likely to to be scams and not actual arrangements because they have to be through cash app. 
I also touched on this, but just to reiterate, never give out any personal information. This is your banking information, and this is personal information. I do not, I never give out my actual phone number until I've gotten to know someone, and even then, sometimes it's just not necessary. So I have a different app downloaded. I think mine is called Text Now. It's just your very basic free phone number app and it gives you a number and you just have to deal with a whole bunch of ads which is really annoying unless you pay for like the premium version or whatever of course but that way it allows you to not give them your number so if they turn out to be sketchy or annoying and not shut up you don't have to worry about them like having your actual area code or actual number and having that for the rest of their lives it makes it a lot easier and a lot better emotionally when you start talking to all sorts of different people because you want to move off of seeking arrangements as quickly as possible because it's just a really annoying platform to be talking to people on. The easiest way to do that is to just download an app, give them that number. Everybody understands. Everybody has run into scams and fake people on that site on both ends. Um, Sugar daddies have the same problems that sugar babies do. Actually, I think they have more problems with scams, but it still happens a lot to sugar babies. I mean, people are just out there trying to make a buck, right? And so you have to be careful with that and never give out any personal information. Even after you've met somebody once or twice, it takes a while to really get comfortable and get to know somebody, and you shouldn't trust somebody too soon because you never know, and it's just not worth it. It's never worth it. Now, I have received money from people via cash apps without meeting them before, but this has only really happened once or twice ever in the time that I've been doing this for like three years, and it was never an outrageous amount. It was little things here and there, and I was very appreciative of these, obviously, but I never asked for it, honestly. Every time that this happened, it was a situation where they just wanted to send it to me or I sent them a picture and they were like damn girl (laughs) and they sent me like some money for it it's very rare it does happen but it's very 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 rare and never did it happen because I asked for the money the next thing I want to talk about is when you meet people not on seeking arrangements or on a specific app for sugar dating. Seeking arrangements is cool because sugar daddies have to pay for an account. Seeking arrangements is also cool because sugar daddies can become verified. It's a little bit safer. Everybody knows why everyone is there. It's established. Honestly, it's the only app I've ever used for sugar dating, so I I can't say a whole lot about other specific sugar arrangement apps. But I do know that I trust seeking arrangements a lot more than anything else simply because sugar daddies have to pay and because they can get verified. And if somebody's not verified and they're sketching me out, I just drop them and I don't talk to them anymore. There are situations when you can meet people in real life or uh, elsewhere on the internet and the idea of a sugar arrangement can come up or they can offer an arrangement. These are pretty sketchy and a lot of times these are scams and I don't entertain them. I have had a successful arrangement with somebody that I met. It's actually kind of a funny story. I posted that I needed a room on Craigslist. He emailed me $500. That's literally it. He didn't say anything in the email. He just was like $500 period. And I'm like, what? 
I'd been doing this, I'd been doing sugar long enough that I had a suspicion and it wasn't my actual email, so I didn't care. And I was just like, I'm going to play with this guy because this is probably a scam, but you know. So I was like, 500 for what? And he's like, a massage. I'm like, seriously? He's like, yeah, are you down? And and I'm like, no. (laughs) And so we went back and forth for a long time. I honestly wouldn't recommend this to anybody ever because this is usually how you get sucked into scams. But I was so like prepared for this to be a scam that I was just messing with him, honestly. I was being kind of rude, and I'm just like, $2,000. <laughs> and he's like, $1,000. And I'm like, for a massage, are you serious? And he's like, yeah. So I ask, and honestly, nothing sexual? He's like, well, I mean, I would want you to be naked. And I'm like, oh my God, face palm. Well, okay, but you're serious. You're going to give me $1,000 to give me a massage. He's like, well, can you send some pictures? (laughs) And I'm like, now you ask for pictures. So I was intrigued. I sent him pictures that I made sure were safe. I was not shown in them. I didn't have any of my tattoos showing. It was just me. And... He's like, yeah, $1,000. <laughs> and so I went through like a couple different things to make sure that this was legit. We met in person. I went through all of my safety precautions because I was really, really, I really didn't think this was a true thing. But I went through all my safety precautions and this guy was actually really cool. Like I still talk to him to this day. And he gave me $1,000 to give me an hour-long massage, full-body massage with massage oil. And we did this, like, a couple times. It was pretty amazing. I brag about this one a lot because it was really cool. (laughs) I've never gotten a professional massage before. That's not something I've wanted to spend money on. But this was pretty close, and it was pretty cool. So anyway, now that I just told you that story, I'm going to come back at you and tell you don't pursue arrangements with people that you don't find on secure sites. <laughs> so don't do what I did. But honestly, you know seeking arrangements is secure. You know everybody there is for, there for the right, well, not everybody is there for the right reasons and scams still happen. But you know you can find people who are there for the right reasons and already know what they're getting into. It's a lot easier in the sense of what's okay to say right now and what's not okay to say right now when you meet somebody somewhere like seeking than when you meet somebody who you don't know what their experiences have been or what their expectations are and it's a lot more people looking for an actual traditional arrangement rather than something weird that you have to work out or start dodging bullets for so i would highly recommend avoiding anything that doesn't come from seeking arrangements or trusted site Now, if you are following my general recommendations and you go through all the safety precautions, you're not going to have to worry about scams. My thing is never give out information, never send anything, and honestly, go for the arrangements that are in person. If you want to do something virtual, that's all you, but it's going to be a lot harder to find something. It's also going to be a lot more scams to be sifting through and a lot more fake people to be sifting through and to me it's not worth it if it's worth it to you you can pursue it as much as you want but they i've never had an arrangement that is virtual 
actually work. I have tried. They've never worked for me. If they work for you, let me know how you did it. I want to hear because I can then, you know, put it on this podcast and let other people know how you did it. And I think that would be really, really cool. Um, But personally, I avoid those because they never have led to anything good. And there's more opportunities for it to lead to bad things in my mind, like money scams. Now, an actual arrangement has risks too. Meeting in person has arguably bigger risks involved than losing some money. Your personal, physical safety, your mental safety, everything is at risk when you meet somebody like that and they take advantage. If they're bad, they take advantage of you. Who knows what happens, right? Um, There's a certain set of precautions that I always take and I highly recommend anybody interested takes. First of all, when you meet somebody or when they send you a message or you send them a message and you're talking and you're like, all right, this person seems somewhat normal and you start discussing an arrangement, the things to discuss an arrangement are date types. What do you want to do? Is this strictly platonic? Is this sexual? Are we doing things? Is this no strings attached? Is the how discreet do we have to be? Can we go out into public in the first place? That's a whole nother topic if they can't. That we'll get into in a second. But how discreet do they have to be? Can you go out locally? Do you have to go to a different town? Do you have to not go out at all once you establish that trust? Everybody's going to have different preferences and everybody's going to have different needs. Discuss the date types. Personally, I always want a date date. It can be anything from a fancy dinner, a show, do something fun, hiking, whatever, to just hanging out. There always has to be like a date involved. There has to be more to this than just the sexual side for me. You don't have to be that way. You can do it however you want. It's your arrangement. But that's me. So discuss that. Discuss if you're interested in trips or not. This one is a fun one. Kind of breaks up the weirdness a little bit. Um, Some people will take you on their business trips. Some people will take you on entire vacations. You don't know. Some people don't travel at all. I've had somebody offer a week-long scuba diving trip. Yeah, trips are really fun to discuss. Some people are not interested in that at all. Some people are super interested in it. And they're like my favorite thing, so... (laughs) You'd be surprised at how many people are open to them, and if that's something that you really want out of it, you can find somebody who will do that with you. So sometimes it's worth not taking the first offer and finding something that's really what you want and what you need. I know that it can be tempting just after you've spent so long looking for an actual arrangement to say no to something and wait for something better to come along, but uh, these arrangements are not created equal and the good ones are so worth it. They are so worth waiting for the right person for. Honestly, that might sound cheesy, but it's true. Where was I? Trips and then frequency is really important to discuss. How often are they planning? I've had some think that we're going to meet like two to three times a week before. That is super excessive. I don't know about you, but I am way too busy to be meeting that frequently with somebody who I have such a separated relationship with. So personally, I'm not about that. However, if this is full-time for you, that might be worth it because you're going to be able to, and the next subject is 
allowance, get more the more you meet. Most times, most of mine have been one to four times meeting a month. And that's been, that's always what works out for me the most, usually like once a week if possible. A lot of times it's less than that, just get busy, schedules get in the way, but that's a, it's a really good goal from what I can tell and with my schedule and my busy life. And I imagine that it would be for other people as well. But honestly, it's entirely up to you. It can be less, it can be more, whatever you want. That also comes into play with allowance though. And I know we talked about this a little bit before on a previous episode. And I discussed exactly like how much I'm used to getting. But that's something that you decide with your partner of how much you're both comfortable with. After you've had these discussions, you set up a time to meet. Now, this meet, it's very important. You don't expect anything from this. You don't get anything from this. You go into this making sure they're not a creep. You go into this wanting to discover if you have a connection and you can spend time together. Some people, I don't care how extroverted you are, how outgoing you are, some people, your personality is not going to mesh with. And I have learned that from experience. So... Trust me on that. You want to have this meet. Now, good time to discuss the sugar daddies who do not want to meet in public first. I recommend dropping them. There have been two in my three years of this that have turned out to be just fine that I did not meet in public first. But I was very nervous about this going into it and I made extra safety precautions going into it. I knew the risks. They turned out okay. Obviously, obviously I'm here. They turned out fine. I was fine. But honestly, I wouldn't do it again. I would never do it again. And I wish I hadn't done it in the first place just because if it were to go badly, it would go very badly. It would be very bad. And it's something that is going to be with you for the rest of your life. And it's just not, it's not worth a couple hundred dollars. It's really not. And I wish that I had had that attitude back then um nothing bad ever happened to me but i just looking back realize what could have and i've heard stories of bad things happening to people uh such as drugs being slipped into drinks and worse so people are just not trustworthy especially when you meet so disconnected from each other and knowing that what you want from each other is not emotionally based when you're dating somebody there's an emotional reason for it. Here, there is not. It's financial or it's usually intimate. Intimate does not have to mean sexual, but intimate in the sense of a connection, of feeling a need for something and knowing that that need is being met on the basis of an exchange rather than emotions. So when it is like that, it is far more dangerous. So I never recommend doing that. If you do, however, basic safety is always tell somebody where you're going, when you're going, how long you'll be, and if you can, share your actual location with them. Better to tell two people, obviously, but always have somebody who knows where you're at in these situations. Um, the first couple times that you meet, it's, it's so highly important that you do this. If you don't know how long you're going to be, establish a certain amount of time hey if i don't text you that i'm okay by this time something is very much wrong you can set up a couple of those so like hey i'll have i'll send you something after after an hour i'll let you know if i'm all good and what's going on and then i'll send you something after three hours whatever however it is that you want to do this 
it's really a good idea to check in with somebody and let them know that they're that you're okay after a little while into um, the date. And I don't want to scare people into thinking that you know you're gonna get like kidnapped or whatever that could happen, but probably not. I don't want to scare you for that at all. That's not my intention. However, it's not worth thinking that that can't happen, and it is worth going through these safety precautions. So you need at least one person you can trust with, hey, this is what I'm doing, this is where I'm going, this is how long I'm going to be gone. Call 911 if you don't hear from me afterwards. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) That's very important. Another safety precaution. Like we already talked about, always meet in public place first. And please do this. (laughs) This can be drinks, it can be coffee, it can be lunch, it can be dinner, it can be whatever you want. You're not getting anything from this. You're literally just meeting them to make sure that they're willing to meet. There's a lot to say about being willing to meet in a public place, first of all. And then you're able to use your voodoo senses to make sure that they are a legit person. So there you go. That is what I have to say for now about scams and safety. And hopefully some of that was helpful Hopefully some of that was eye-opening or good to think about going into these things. And I mean, they can translate across a lot of different things, not just, you know, sugar arrangements. Never give out personal information to somebody that you don't know or met on the internet. Like, that's just a good rule to follow. And then also, yeah, don't send money to somebody you don't know either. That's just not advisable. So the biggest thing to remember is these people can really manipulate you into thinking that they're trustworthy. And when you think you're going to get something really good or really big out of it, it can be really tempting to take a risk that you shouldn't take. When it comes down to it, if you're serious about finding an arrangement, there's going to be one out there that you can find and it can be fantastic. So it's not worth taking those risks in order to find an arrangement. You can find one. I promise you can find one if you really want one. It might take a while, might take some patience, but you can find one and it's not worth taking these silly risks no matter how real they seem it's just not worth it exciting news i just planned a trip down to florida to go scuba diving with the sugar daddy in like a week and a half i am super excited you have no idea i haven't gone scuba diving in a year and a half so i have to do some refreshers but he's super into it and we actually met in california but he moved to Florida for more diving because California scuba diving is like cold weather, but Florida scuba diving, way better. You get tons more to do. It's going to be super fun. I'm hella excited. So I will be sure to tell you guys all about that trip after it happens. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for sticking with me this long. This was another kind of heavy episode. I'm sorry about that, but it's really important. Honestly, These things are really important to talk about and to go into because there's just not a lot of information on the internet for this specific topic. There's not a lot of guidance. I know when I first started, there was zero guidance. I'd look up all sorts of things, trying to find answers, and there was just nothing. I had to figure it out all for myself, and that's no fun. So hopefully this can be a uh, resource for people if they're interested, or maybe it's just fascinating to listen to who knows so thank you for sticking with me i hope you enjoyed the episode i hope that i will see you guys next week on thursday for episode four and yeah thank you for listening to your sugar pussy podcast i will see you guys next week